KWFN and KWFN HD1 San Diego. It's time to take a trip around San Diego high schools and get the inside track on what's happening with their football programs. It's the High School Football Hour with John Quintero. Brought to you by Lolita's, San Diego's best Mexican food since 1984. Now huddle up. Here's the coach, John Quintero, on 97.3 The Fan. Well, good evening and welcome to the High School Football Hour. Coach John Quintero with you up until 10 o'clock. we got another great show as we enter week 9 of the high school football season. And of course, the High School Football Hour brought to you by our great friends at Lolita's Mexican Food here all over San Diego. As I mentioned, we've got a, a great show tonight. I'm going to give you the lineup, but we've got a major announcement, or least of all we look at as the major announcement. I, I would imagine high school football fans around San Diego uh, County, as well as uh, other parts of Southern California that get our uh, great uh, radio station. We'll get to that announcement here momentarily, but I do want to give you our uh, lineup for tonight. Coming up at 9.15, uh, John Maffey, the longtime writer from the San Diego Union Tribune. We'll talk high school football with John. And uh, really, uh, this guy has uh, done it all. He's been uh, covering sports in this town for better than 40 years and uh, continues to uh, stalk the sidelines each and every Friday night and does a marvelous job running that prep coverage for the San Diego Union Tribune. So he'll join us at 9.15. Braden Suprenen will be along with this week's Girls Volleyball Top 10 and some great news regarding uh, some of the teams here in San Diego, the way they're looked at nationally. So we'll look here uh, for uh, Braden to get you that report. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Jason Texler, the outstanding head football coach at San Marcos High School. They're off to a 6-1 and one, uh, or start right now, uh, and they play number one ranked Torrey Pines tomorrow night at Torrey Pines in a key avocado league game, and Jason Texler's had quite a coaching career here in San Diego, and then uh, towards the uh, latter part of the hour, we're going to break down uh, not only the top 10 games for tomorrow night, but also uh, some key games outside of the top 10. I want to get to our announcement, and I know uh, over the last three or four hours it started to uh, kind of get a little bit of a groundswell of support on uh, social media, but I was sitting at home this afternoon uh, and uh, got a phone call from the radio station here, and they said, you're ready to go to work. And I go, well, yeah, I'm going to be at work tonight. They go, no, uh, we're, we're going to start working you on Friday nights. And I go, that's great, because uh, I love to work. I love to, to be involved with sports. As you know, I've been doing this since 1990. And, and all the different teams here in San Diego, along with the prep. We started the high school show back in 1990. And uh, I was told this afternoon that uh, between uh, 97.3 The Fan and the San Diego CIF, Commissioner Jerry Schneep, the management here at Intercom and 97.3 The Fan have worked out a deal for the remainder of this year that we hope will go for many years uh, with uh, San Diego CIF for football. Starting next Friday night, and boy, this is going to be a good ball game next Friday night and through the playoffs this year we're going to be carrying a game of the week on Friday night at seven o'clock and uh, we're excited about our first game it'll be uh, next Friday night October 19th it'll be Lincoln the Hornets going up the freeway to take on number two Cathedral at Manchester Stadium at seven o'clock Braden Suprenant who uh, works with me and you hear him each and every week on our high school football hour Braden's going to call the play-by-play yours truly are going to uh, do the color analyst and what's unique about this is high school football has not been on. Believe it or not, high school football has not been on 
the uh, San Diego radio airwaves in uh, since 2015. And this radio station, I can tell you, from worked with them uh, during the Padre season. The first day I walked in this door, I knew these folks here wanted to do it the right way when they got into the sports talk radio business. And they're doing a great job. They did a great job this year with the Padres, and they're doing a great job with their talk shows right now. And, and they've really blended themselves into the community. And that's really what I think most of you know, that's what I'm all about about that's what this station is all about and i want to give a, a thank you to bob bowling and the senior vice president and market manager of intercom here in san diego Ke- kevin callahan the operations manager of intercom san diego our uh, very very solid program director adam klug who uh has gotten off to a great start here is the program director for 97.3 the fan and i want to thank rich herrera the assistant program director of 97.3 the fan for uh, uh, working through this and getting it done with Commissioner Schneep and want to thank Jerry Schneep, who's been a longtime friend uh, in the San Diego CIF Commissioner, that we're going to get high school football back on the air starting next Friday night. And our second game is going to be a doozy as well. It's going to be a key Avocado League matchup between La Costa and Torrey Pines at Maverick Stadium. That'll be on October 26th. And then, boom, we go right into the playoffs. So a lot of exciting news here. And again, this will be the first time high school football has been on the San Diego radio airwaves and since the 2015 season. At this time, I'd like to bring in uh, Braden Suprenner, who I'm very excited about working with on this. And uh, Braden, uh, uh, you and I love high school sports. We love sports in general. This was fantastic news, and thank you so much to the management and and uh, the commissioner for getting this deal done today. Yeah, I'd like to thank uh, Bob Bollinger for uh, for sticking up for me and, and giving me a good opportunity here and, and putting the word in. And, and thanks to you again, Coach, for, uh, for throwing my name out there as well, and Rich Herrera and Adam Klug for giving me uh, the opportunity and I, I can't wait you know I grew up on the sidelines here in, in San Diego uh, I started at back back in the day at, at Santana High School football games I went to Kearney games Grossmont games St. Augustine games you know everywhere my dad coached and you know I, I've, I just had a passion for it for, for a long time and you know when we got this news I was I was so excited to be a part of you know something like this and, and to be a part of it with um, you know a living legend like yourself and, and being a part of uh, you know a broadcast together I'm fired up for next week. Well, we're going to be talking a lot about it, uh, and uh, you know, we'll continue to give you more information. Again, this just came down uh, a few hours ago. I was sitting at home actually watching the TCU-Texas Tech game when I was notified about this, so very excited about it. But again, our first game will be uh, next Friday night, October 19th, Lincoln, taking on number 2 Cathedral at Manchester Stadium, and that ball game will kick off at 7 o'clock. Our second game, which will be the final regular season game, uh, that Friday night, it'll be Torrey Pines ranked number one right now, going against number four La Costa Canyon. That'll be at Maverick Stadium. Then, boom, we jump right into the CIF playoffs, and we'll bring all the key games to you during the CIF playoffs. We're going to do one game a week, and uh, we'll go uh, through the finals. And who knows? Maybe we'll do more than one finals game. We'll have to wait and see, kind of take a look at those matchups. But I guarantee you, uh, for the next six weeks, we're going to have high school football each and every Friday night, right here on ninety-seven three the fan and uh thanks uh to all you fans out there you know we've only been on 
for about seven weeks with our high school football hour, and uh, the support has been great. Our Facebook, uh, our pre-show uh, Facebook page is uh, blowing up. The post game, and again, we'll be on immediately following tonight on our Facebook page, ninety-seven-three. The fan, check us out, and if you got questions, go ahead and send those in as well. We're going to take our first time out. When we come back, we're going to catch up with John Maffey from the Union Tribune. Thanks for joining us, Coach John Cantero, the high school football hour each and every Thursday right here on 97.3 The Fan. Tony Gwynn Jr. and Chris Ello making your drive home a little less hectic. He's, he's bad. I don't understand why he's doing these games. Hey, that is, listen, this, that, that is CC. What do you think CC meant CC by that? Right there. What do you think he meant by that? You think I he couldn't... gave us his, his real feelings right there? I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure. That was funny that somebody said, does everybody think? Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he had no hesitation on anything he was and, saying. And, and, everybody, and, I think. Drive home with Gwen and Chris on 97.3 The Fan. It's the High School Football Hour with John Quintero. Brought to you by Lolita's, San Diego's best Mexican food since 1984. Now huddle up. Here's the coach, John Quintero, on 97.3 The Fan. Back here on the High School Football Hour, Coach John Quintero with you to 10 o'clock. Coming up a little bit later on uh, in the next uh, 20 minutes, we're going to be joined by the veteran head coach of San Marcos, Jason Texler. Again, they're going against number 1 ranked Torrey Pines tomorrow night at Falcon Stadium at 7.15. But right now we're going to head out and catch up with the outstanding writer and the guy that really keeps it rolling there with the Union Tribune. He's got a great group of guys he works with. John Maffey uh, joins us. And John, welcome to 97.3 The Fan. Great to have you tonight. Good, John. Thank you. Good, good to be on. Well, I can't believe uh, we're already in week nine of the high school football season. I said at the top of the show, every week I'm more amazed, but boy, this high school football season really rolling along right now. It's 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 unbelievable that we're you know we're three games from the playoffs right now. Hey, when you take a look. Uh at the uh, the top ten right now, you know I look at Torrey Pines, Cathedral Catholic, Helix, LCC. Uh, they're the the th- uh, four teams right now that would if, if we played tomorrow night, they would be the four teams in the open division. And I know uh, with the computer rankings, it's a little bit different. They got Cathedral, I think, at number one, Torrey at two, LCC three, and Helix four. And boy, I look at the matchup. If that were to be the case, Torrey Pines would be going uh, two weeks in a row against LCC. And then Cathedral Catholic would have a rematch with Helix, and boy, those are two uh, pretty good semifinal games. Oh, it's, it, uh, if, if it stays that way, it's going to be great. I think uh, Helix is the one team. The other t- three teams are pretty solid in their ranking, but you know Helix is a forty-one point two ranking, and Eastlake at forty point one, you know, Saints at thirty-nine, San Marcos at thirty-eight-eight, and Carlsbad at thirty-eight-two. So. There's not much of a difference there, so there, there, you know, could be some shifting there with some upsets down the stretch here. Hey, John, when could you for the fans out there, you know, they see the rankings every Tuesday in the paper, but could you talk a little bit uh, about the the computer and how that goes? Because the eye test really doesn't come into this. No, it doesn't, and, and uh, nobody really knows. The coaches voted to go to the Max Preps Cal Preps rankings. And, and they have a formula that they don't share. But uh, Tom Carlo, the head coach, head football coach at, at Grossmont High, uh, his son uh, has figured it out <laughs> and, you know, through trial and error. And, and so he's, he's kind of been able to predict uh, some, you know, some of the, the things that are going to go on here. Uh, so, but it, it, 
I just don't understand, and I know the CIF is very upset that if we're going to agree to use your rankings, you have to share your formula with us, but they will not share the formula. So it's, I agree. It's not the eye test, but it is more than just the power rankings where the CIF had the power rankings. Uh, they, they take into account you, you can have a good loss, whereas the power rankings did not, did not account for a good loss. Uh, you can, and, and you can have a bad win. If you uh, if you don't beat uh, you know a lower ranked team by 37 points, I think that's that was their cutoff point. Uh, they only give you credit for a 37 point win. So there there are, are factors in place other than other than exactly what you said, other than eyeballs. John Maffey, Union Tribune, joining us on 97.3 The Fan, the high school football hour. Uh, John, I've had several coaches on in our first uh, six weeks of the show, and, and usually I ask them, what do you think about the new format regarding the open division going from eight teams down to four teams? And quite frankly, most of the coaches have not been happy about it, and some of these coaches are guys that are going to probably be in the open division. But when you look at it deeper, I think it's going to be very exciting, and I know they're concerned about having a couple of different bye weeks, but you know, there's a different ways to look at that as well. Maybe gives a guy an opportunity to, to heal up his ball club and the bumps and bruises and uh, go back to some fundamentals and be ready. So when you if you do move on to the state, but you know what I was going to say more than anything else, I'm hoping it's going to eliminate a lot of these first round blowouts of games that probably should have never been played to begin with. Well, and it could, and, and I I don't particularly like you know like the four team format because. It's going to go in the open division. It's going to go by game, game by, and which which is probably the best thing they could do. But you know, the argument was that there aren't eight good teams in the you know, to play in the open, and that that that's kind of an indictment on you know on our section if we don't have eight good teams that you know with the seven and eight teams getting blown out in the, in the open division. You know, the the argument on the other side is if you have four teams in the open. And drop the next four down, it makes Division One a lot stronger, and and it doesn't eliminate four of the best teams in the county in the first week of the playoffs. So there are two ways to look at it. I kind of you know, and I'm going to write a story before the playoffs, uh, giving some alternatives on uh, on what some of the coaches have shared with me, and and you know, it's not going to happen this year, but it's it's it'll be food for thought down the road. You know, the one team uh, uh, that's kind of on the outside looking in right now of the open division is Eastlake, and they're 6-1. and one. They're going to play Benita tomorrow night, who's 2-6 and six right now. Eastlake is the one team that is highly thought of, but a lot of people don't know a lot about them, and I think a lot of people kind of look at their schedule, aside from, you know, playing Torrey Pines where they got shut out, and that was week one of the season. They got beat 13 to nothing. A lot of people kind of are wondering, how good is Eastlake, really? You know, I, 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 was, I, I was fortunate enough, I, I saw Eastlake play, uh, play El Camino, and they're, they're a very, very good football team. John McFadden is, has taken over as head coach, retaken over as head coach, and John is an excellent, excellent coach. He's got two really good running backs. Uh, he's got a sophomore quarterback, and I can see why they got, they got shut out early against a good Torrey Pines team because he, he had a sophomore quarterback making his first varsity start. And but that that young man has uh, has really emerged into a fine fine quarterback, and I think you know East Lake. The problem now is their their league is not tough, 
so they're going to have trouble getting points. Helix, you know, Helix's league right now is not tough, so you know that that's going to be a battle for that four that that fourth spot right there. The sixth-ranked team is San Marcos. I'm going to see them tomorrow night. You've already seen them. Uh, we're going to have Jason Texler on here in about ten minutes. This guy's done a heck of a job over there. He has, and and what impressed me is uh, I saw them give up 737 yards uh, in a win over Oceanside, and and then they come back and give up less than a hundred yards against Lacosta Canyon. And uh, Tom Carroll is his defensive coordinator. And, and Jason gave a lot of credit to Tom for, you know, coming up, you know, getting the defense together after that game, uh, coming up with a game plan and, and stopping LaCosta. And if, if that defense if, that, that played against, Ocean, or against LaCosta is the same defense that shows up against Torrey Pines, that's going to be a great battle tomorrow night. Hey, kind of off the subject uh, of the teams, how about players? Right now, and I know you've been a longtime voting member of the All-CIF team, uh, like yours truly has been. Who are your two, three, or, or four favorites maybe right now for offensive or defensive players of the year in the county? Wow, that's a good question. I, I think, you know, the, the front runner, you know, Jamon McClendon, the running back at, at Monta Vista, is, is just a monster. Uh, you know, and, and uh, he does does everything right. Uh, I, I love him. Dorian Richardson at Rancho Buena Vista is piling up big yards, the, the running back. And, and to me, perhaps the best athlete in the county is Kyron Beecham, the quarterback at Oceanside. Uh, I mean, he is he's unbelievably good. But uh, but he's playing quarterback, and uh, you know, it, it's it's hard. He's more of a receiver, running back. But they want the ball in his hands every down. Uh, I think uh, you know McClendon's probably the leader in the clubhouse right now. Uh, defensively, it's just wide open. Uh, you know, East Lake. Uh, you know, they have some great defensive players. Uh, there's a couple of really good players in the desert that uh, that that should be given consideration. Uh, and the young man at uh, Luke Manos at uh, Rancho Bernardo has ten sacks. So uh, those are kind of the guys you know to be looking at right now. Well, John, I appreciate it as always, and uh, I believe you're going to be at that San Marcos Tory game tomorrow night. I will be. I'm uh, I'm coming from the San Diego State Hall of Fame luncheon and uh, heading up there, so I should be up there early. All right, I'll look forward to seeing you. And uh, as always, thanks so much for the time. Good, John. Thank you. There you go. John Maffey from the Union Tribune uh, giving us his thoughts on high school football here in San Diego. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to go up the freeway. We're going to stop by San Marcos High School, talk to their seventh-year head coach, Jason Texler, Coach John Cantera. We're going until 10 o'clock right here on the High School Football Hour on 97.3 The Fan. It's the High School Football Hour with John Cantera, brought to you by Lolita's, San Diego's best Mexican food since 1984. Now huddle up. Here's the coach, John Cantera, on 97.3 The Fan. And thanks for joining us tonight on the High School Football Hour, brought to you by our friends at Lolita's Mexican Restaurants all over San Diego. Well, we were talking with John Maffey about this gentleman a few minutes ago and what an incredible job he's uh, done uh, building that program of San Marcos High School. And uh, he's done a great job everywhere he's uh, coached here in San Diego. I remember when he had, took a team uh, back in 2005 at El Cajon Valley. They went to 11-3, and got to the CIF Championship game with Abraham Muhazi and uh, Jason Texler, uh, nice enough to join us the night before their big game against number one ranked Torrey Pines. Jason, how are you? 
Doing well, doing well. Thanks for uh, having me. Ah, great to have you. Well, what's it been like up there with the uh, Knights the last few years? Uh, it's been a lot of fun, you know, uh, going from a, a school under construction <laughs> and about 20, 2,400 kids to a brand-new school and 3,800 students. It's uh, it, yeah, There's been a lot of change uh, pretty quick. Hey, Jason, talk a little bit. This is your seventh year, right? Yes, sir. Talk a little bit about uh, when you came in and maybe some things that you had to put in place, maybe that weren't in place before you took over as the head football coach. Um, you know, the the one thing I did and, and kind of talked to the parents about this, that I had to bring in good coaches, that we had to have, uh, you know, I had to try to get as many good quality coaches uh, as we could because um, that would trickle down, you know, where the kids are getting quality coaching uh, at all levels, and and I've been lucky enough to to do that. I've, I've hired some really smart coaches, uh, and they've done an excellent job in, in helping build this program. What's the strength of your football team this year? Um, yeah, I, I would have to say our resiliency. Uh, <laughs> we've been down in almost every game um, this year, and the kids just keep battling back. Um, but you know probably we've got some good senior leaders uh you know a returning quarterback um i think we got the best defensive uh end in the in the county um and our kids have just battled you know we, we haven't always played great for uh the full four quarters but we've we've played good enough uh in most of our games uh, at the end Jason Texler, head football coach, San Marcos, our guest here on 97.3 The Fan. Could you talk a little bit about Miles Hastings? I saw him a couple of years ago when he was a, a sophomore at Torrey Pines running the wing tee, and, uh, you know, uh, he obviously uh, was probably in the wrong offense for the skill set that he has. And over the last couple of years, and I know he battled an injury earlier this year, he's back playing now, but he's developed into being one of the best-throwing quarterbacks in the county. Yeah, you know, he, he's a such a hard worker and such a great young man uh we've really been blessed to to have him uh come to san marcos and uh yeah just a kid that that is completely um unselfish when it comes to you know wanting the team to do well but but really does you know learn from his mistakes and continue to get better and uh as great pocket awareness and, and, a, and a really good arm Hey, Jason, how tough was it to get your team ready to play this year because of the early start? It, it was tough. You know, and I, it was uh, – we've struggled in certain phases, one of those being tackling. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with just we missed 10 practices. You know, and whenever you, you, you miss that much time, um, it's just hard. It's hard to, you know, get kids ready, uh, and especially when we were, you know, starting – eight or nine new guys on defense some new guys on offense, you know, guys that hadn't been varsity starters, and now they're doing it with, you know, a week and a half less of practice. You know, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your defensive end. He also plays tight end. Uh, Quinn Rofe, uh, you talked about how, uh, you know, you think he's the best defensive end in town. Can you talk a little bit about him? Yeah, Quinn uh, Quinn is a a tremendous player. He's got a, a great motor. Unbelievable first step, um, and he and he's just tenacious. You know, he also has a scholarship offers uh, in lacrosse. Mm. He's been a you know a really great lacrosse player. Uh, was gone most summers because he's in the East Coast playing lacrosse. Um, so he hasn't been a guy that's been just a football only guy where he's always in the weight room. 
he hasn't been able to be in the weight room much. So his upside, I think, as a football player is is tremendous. I think he's going to uh, whoever is smart enough to to land him is going to get a, a heck of a football player who's really developed into a. a quite a leader this year too hey can you talk a little bit about uh you know you're the head football coach you got this program last year you guys had a, a big year you went nine and three you're sitting at six and one right now you're you know uh, ranked number six in the county and uh, you win tomorrow night who knows where you'll be next week but nonetheless you built this program and you know we hear in the age of uh you know specialization you're talking about quinn rofe and how he, you know he's playing uh another sport uh, do you have a lot of guys on your team that play Play other sports, and do you encourage those kids to play other sports? Where because there are some schools they don't want their guys playing any other sport. You know, we don't have as many as I would like. Uh, to be honest, um, I, I want kids doing track. Uh, Quinn, you know, is a lacrosse kid. We have a couple lacrosse kids, but I, I want kids wrestling. Um, I, I really don't think any sport at the high school level. You know, if you're gonna, if you're LeBron James. Huh. Um, go ahead and focus on basketball. But even he was an all-state receiver his sophomore year. Right. Um, I, I think it's really important. And, you know, the, the, the data's out there. College coaches want multi-sport athletes. But these kids get this stuff fed to them by seven-on-seven stuff and all this that they need to just focus on it. And I don't think it's necessary. I think, you know, should you know be in the weight room as much as you can year-round. But go out and play other sports. It's only going to make you a better all-around athlete. A couple of our uh, sophomore kids, Davion Reese and Jalen Boehner, ran track this year, and we've seen a, a marked improvement in their speed, and I think it's because they ran track. So really hoping we get more of our kids doing more sports. Jason Texler, a head football coach, San Marcos. Again, they're going to be uh, going down tomorrow night to Torrey Pines to take on the number one ranked uh, Torrey Pines Falcons. You know, I wanted to ask you a little bit. You you had that a miraculous year at uh, El Cajon Valley, and El Cajon Valley's never had a team anywhere close to what you were able to do uh, that uh, back in 2005 where you went 11-3 and and you got to the CIF championship game. But then you ended up at, uh, at Helix for a while as an assistant. What was that like going back from being a head coach and having success and everybody patting you on the back and telling you how good you were doing to becoming an assistant? Did it, did it help you see another program from a different side to where when you got Got your next opportunities as a head coach. Uh, you, you felt maybe even better about yourself. Yeah, you know, I think the thing it, it being a head coach, you, you don't know what to expect until you do it. Uh-huh. Um, and then taking a step back and being an assistant, I felt like I had more of an aptitude to learn. And no better of a guy could I have learned from than than Troy Starr. And uh, you know, it, it really allowed me to. I, I feel like my growth as a as a football coach grew exponentially getting a coach with him and uh yeah it you know I, I owe him a lot in terms of my knowledge about football and it, it really did help going from a head coach back to an assistant because um, you get to kind of learn some things that you you didn't know you didn't know you know, you were talking about uh, the construction at San Marcos. You know, I live in North County, and I'd go by the corner there uh, and see how it was going, and uh, the, the, the whole the, the gym and everything is just so cool right now, and it it's been so good for that community. Um, 
What's it been like for you just to be able to be a football coach at really a brand new school with new facilities? And I'm sure the kids, uh, they have to be awful excited and hopefully they appreciate uh, what they have. Yeah, you know, it, it really is nice to, you know, it's everything's shiny and new and, and you know, you want the kids to respect it and, and uh, you know, treat it well. And, you know, they're high school kids, so, you know, sometimes they're not always focused on that, but... But I think the kids definitely have a lot of pride in their school, um, which I don't think was always the case. But when you got a new school and, and it's nice, and and when visiting schools come and they're looking around like, man, look at this, we don't have this. Um, you know, it, it. I think it it builds more pride in in your school. There, there's nothing better than to go by San Marcos High School on a Friday night when you're if you're driving by and you're not necessarily at the game, but you're able to. Uh, it's right there in town, and it's cool because you get to see the lights, you get to see the game going on, and uh, everybody in town knows there's a football game when San Marcos is at home on a Friday night. Oh, without a doubt, and with the traffic on San Marcos Boulevard, you could probably catch at least a quarter of the game in <laughs> a light to get by. Oh, that's great! Hey, I look forward. I'm going to be out at the game tomorrow night. I'm going to do a little uh, thing. I know you're going to be on with Paul Rudy. I'm going to be on about uh, five o'clock. So I'll look forward to catching up with you. And good luck tomorrow night against my alma mater. Okay. All right. Hey, thanks, and uh, thanks for uh, supporting high school sports. No problem, my friend. Be well, Jason. You too. Have a good night. Good man right there. The guy's done a great job. Every stop he's had in his high school uh, football uh, coaching and teaching career, this guy is uh, really a marvelous man. And I got to know him back in uh, the middle uh, 2000s when he was at El Cajon Valley. And again, El Cajon Valley, uh, they hadn't had a good football team since Mark Malone played there. And that was back in the 1975 season. Mark Malone was a 77 or 76 graduate of El Cajon Valley in 2005, an 11-3 season. They got to the finals and I got knocked off by the Oceanside Pirates. Well, get in line on that one. John Carroll, uh, uh, one of many of his titles. Well, right now we're going to go over to Braden Suprenant and we got some really good news this week regarding the girls' volleyball top 10, Braden. Yeah, thanks, Coach. We got some great news with the volleyball top 10. And if you look at the top 10 overall, it didn't change from last week because we did, uh, the, the San Diego teams did really well playing in out of town tournaments. I want to give a shout out real quick to El Cap uh, out in Lakeside. They're doing a tremendous job. Job. They're 23 and 10. They're just outside the top 10, but with a couple more wins, uh, they'll be in it for sure. Sage Creek comes in at number 10. Canyon Crest Academy at number 9. 8 is Del Norte. 7, Classical Academy. 6, La Jolla. And Bishops comes in at number 5. And, and that's where I'm going to pause because these top four teams in San Diego County, not only are they top in San Diego County, they're top in the state of California and even nationally. And, and we start with number 4, Scripps Ranch. They're 28 and 4 in the year. They come in. At 24 in the state of California, which is awesome, and 120 nationally. And 120, you're like, wow, that, that, that doesn't seem very great. But compared to all the teams that you have in high school volleyball, that's a tremendous feat. La Costa Canyon, they come in at number three. They're 23 and eight on the year. They are nine in the state of California and 55 nationally. Then you got Cathedral Catholic, who's number two in our poll. 24 and 6 on the year. They are 6th in the state of California, 17th nationally in the United States. And then you got number 1 Tory Pines, who's 27 and 3 on the year. They are the third best team in the state of California and the sixth best team in the country, which is 
unbelievable. And the best part about those four schools is that any one of those schools can beat each other any given day. You just saw Cathedral Catholic knock off Tory uh, last week, and Scripps Ranch has, has hung tight with Cathedral, and LCC's got all this talent that they can play with those teams as well. But it's going to be a fun race down the road, and they're doing a great job representing San Diego in not just a state scale, but a national stage. Well, that's good stuff, and uh, we're only a couple of weeks away from the playoffs in girls volleyball. And that uh, I'm looking actually uh, forward to getting out to a girls volleyball match as they get a little bit deeper into the playoffs. They get to the semis and the finals. We're going to get to our uh, breakdown of all the uh, ball games here, but want to remind people that maybe tune in late. We had a major announcement tonight. Uh, Intercom uh, of San Diego, ninety-seven-three, the fan worked out a deal today with the San Diego CIF. Uh, we're going to start carrying high school football games starting a week from tomorrow night. Our first game will be Lincoln High School taking on the Cathedral Catholic Dons at Manchester Stadium. That'll be a Friday night, October 19th. The game will kick off at uh, 7 o'clock. And then the following week, the final regular season Friday night of high school football, we'll have the Torrey Pines number 1 ranked Falcons right now and see what happens with them tomorrow night against San Marcos. But they will uh, be going up the road to take on their arch rival, La Costa Canyon. La Costa Canyon right now ranked fourth in the county. We'll carry that game on October 26th, a Friday night at 7 o'clock. And then we'll carry uh, all uh, four weeks of the high school football uh, playoffs, including the championship games. So uh, again, Again, uh, stay tuned. We'll uh, continue to add to that. But uh, as of uh, right now, we're going to carry the final two regular season uh, weeks. A uh, week from uh, tomorrow night, Lincoln at Cathedral. The following week will be Torrey Pines at La Costa Canyon. And then we'll uh, get into playoff action. And again, want to thank uh, Intercom and 97.3 The Fan for making this happen with Commissioner Jerry Schneep of the San Diego CIF. Uh, yours truly will be the color analyst. And Mr. Braden Suprenant will be our play-by-play announcer. We'll look forward to bringing those games to you. And again, this will be the first time high school football will be on the radio airwaves since the 2000. 15 season. Well, I'm going to bring uh, Braden back in. And Braden, I think uh, what I'd like to do tonight is uh, we get to the top 10 here uh, shortly. Let's talk about some other key games tomorrow night. Uh, and let's go down to the Metro Pacific Conference. Uh, you got three and four, the Montgomery Aztecs taking on the uh, three and four Castle Park Trojans at Castle Park at seven o'clock. Yeah, these are two teams that are, you know, battling out and, and they have pretty tough schedules uh, for them uh, so far this season. Uh, you know, I've got to talk to the Castle Park. Head coach, and they're going through a transition time. And then, you know, they've had to forfeit a couple games because of injuries, but they're back and, and they're getting ready for league play. I like Castle Park to, to give a good fight, but, you know, Montgomery's got the, the latest history, and I think Montgomery gets it done. A real good battle tomorrow night in the Valley League. You've got Sam Pasquale, the Eagles, four and three, going up the hill to four and three Valley Center. That game's going to get underway at seven o'clock. Yeah, it's going to be a great one up on the mountain at Valley Center. And they got some good players up there at Valley Center, led by their quarterback, Ricky Mazzetti, who's gonna, he's having a great senior year. Uh, you know, San Pasquale has the overall record eleven and nine, but it's a tough battle. You know, Coach Gilster going against uh, his high school rival in the San Pasquale Eagles. You know, he's gonna be fired up for that one. I'm gonna take Valley Center. Coastal League uh, game tomorrow night, four and four Santa Fe Christian uh, running that wing tee. They're gonna go down to take on the Bishop Knights. The Knights come in at four and three. That game will kick off tomorrow night at Bishops at seven o'clock. Yeah, this is a great little rivalry game in, in the small school category, and, and usually 
obviously these two teams are you know probably undefeated by the time they play each other. Kind of down years for each team, but it's still going to be a great game. And I like to see the, the, the offensive lineman for Bishops, who's playing quarterback right now, keep slinging it around. I'm going to go with Bishops in this one. Got an interesting non-league game tomorrow night. You've got the San Diego Cavers 4-2 and two, traveling over to the island to take on the Coronado Islanders, uh, who right now uh, sitting at 6-1. and one. That game's going to kick off at 6-30. And here's a Coronado head coach, Kurt Hines, talking a little bit about facing San Diego High tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, let, me, let me start with San Diego High. You know, they, they do a lot well. You know, I, I love watching good football. And their kids fly to the ball. And I, I'm talking on, on all sides, offense, defense, special teams. They, uh, they attack the football. You know, you know, we have relentless running down our spine. It's something that when I was a head coach in New Hampshire, you know, that was kind of our, our motto, if you will, as far as playing relentless football. And they play relentless football. They fly around. So we, we, we've got to be prepared for that street play. We've got to be prepared to be punched in the face and, and, and to, to respond in a physical, once again, uh, within the confines of the game, but a physical way. Defensively, um, they do, you know, I hesitate to say they have a great running attack, which they do, but they, they've got guys that can threaten you know, on, on the, the deep ball as well. So we're really, in my opinion, playing the total package team. You know, it's, as you know, probably more than I do, I've watched a ton of film, but their only loss, I know it's 4 and 2, but what was a forfeit? Their only loss was an overtime loss to Lincoln. So, and then Lincoln is a program of, of young men that fly around and attack the football. So it's, uh, I don't think about it. I don't sleep well on Thursday nights, and I don't know if I'm going to blink tonight because I'm, I'm already fired up. Uh, there's uh, Kurt Hines, the head football coach at Coronado. Again, they're going to host San Diego High tomorrow night and uh, should be a good ball game. And, you know, Coronado a year ago really struggled. They've really put together a nice season right now. Yeah, Coronado's doing a good job. And, and Coach Hines has totally, uh, you know, revamped that program. They got a brand new weight room in a span of a couple months, and they're, they're, re- they're trying to get things going there. Coronado is 6 and 1 since 2008 over San Diego High, but last year they lost 36 nothing. I think the Cavers have a little bit, just a little bit more talent. I'm going to take the Cavers in this one. In the Grossmont Valley League tomorrow night, you got the Monta Vista Monarchs with uh, the great Jermon uh, McClendon. Uh, they're sitting at 6 and 1. Coach Yamamoto having another solid year. They uh, travel over to take on the Santana Sultans who come in at 4-4. Four and four. That game will kick off at 7 o'clock. The biggest question mark for the Sultans is going to be their offense because they've had you know games where they look really good and games that they you know don't look as as well. And, and for defensively, if they're, if they're able to slow down McClendon, they're going to have a chance to win. I don't think they slow down McClendon. I think Monta Vista wins this one. Monta Vista leads the all-time series 22-14-3. Uh, last year, uh, Monta Vista won that ball game 24-17. Let's take a look at the top 10. Granite Hill 7-0. They're going to be uh, playing host to El Capitan tomorrow night at 2-5. and five. Uh, On paper, you would think they would win this ball game. Hopefully, they're not looking ahead to the Helix Highlanders a week from tomorrow night. Well, El Cap's a scrappy team, and they, they're like an El Camino with they played a brutal schedule and, and, and just the East County version. Uh, but they're going to give Granite Hills all they got, but I still think Granite Hills gets the W. Well, you got Thad McNeil's Carlsbad Lancers, four and three, uh, traveling uh, down the freeway, uh, go up the five, uh, make a right turn on the 78, and uh, head to El Camino. El Camino, one and six, but they're still a very dangerous ball club. That's going to kick off at seven o'clock. Yeah, just like I was saying, they played a brutal schedule, and you know they hung tough with San Marcos last week. They might get a win uh, over Carlsbad, but, you know, 
know, I'm going to go with the Lancers. Number eight, St. Augustine, five and two. Uh, they're uh, going to take on Madison. That game's going to kick off at six and uh, at six thirty. Madison right now at five and two, ranked number seven. So you've got the eighth ranked team and the seventh ranked team going head to head tomorrow night in a key Western League match. Yeah, it's going to be a close matchup. And, and the thing to watch for is St. Augustine's defense against Madison's offense. They love to load the box, blitz, and man up. But Madison's got a lot of talent that it's going to be tough for Saints to man up with. I think it's a good matchup for Madison. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one, but I think Saints edges out by a field goal. Well, a game we've talked a lot about tonight, number 6, San Marcos, 6-1, and one, uh, going down to take on number 1 ranked Torrey Pines, 7-0. and oh. Torrey Pines, the last couple of weeks, they got out of uh, – uh, Carlsbad with a uh, 35-28 overtime win. Uh, they uh, escaped last week 13-7 against Mission Hills. That game's going to kick off tomorrow night at 7-15. Torrey Pines comes in at 7-0. and and You know, you just don't know where Miles Hastings is at right now. I know last week didn't have a big game coming off an injury, but if his arm is healthy and he can find some receivers, he can do some damage. Well, you got to be thinking this is a, a very important game for him, especially since he used to play at Torrey Pines. So so he's going to be geared up for this. But just like John Maffey said earlier in your conversation with him, it depends what San Marcos defense shows up. If the defense shows up that played LCC, you know, Torrey Pines might be on upset watch. And if they show up uh, with the defense they had at Oceanside where they gave up 700-plus uh, yards, could be a long night for the Knights. Number 5, Eastlake, 6-1. and one. They're uh, going to go against Benita Vista. Benita Vista having a rough one so far, 2-6. and six. Yeah, Eastlake's the class of the South Bay. I, I don't think they have any trouble this week. LaCosta Canyon checks in at number four at six and one. They're going on the road to take on the Mission Hills Grizzlies. They're having a, a tough go of it this year. Chris Hauser's team a year ago won 12 games right now. They're sitting at two and five. That game will kick off at seven o'clock, but you can't uh, look by Mission Hills because you know they're going to play a physical brand of football. Yeah, they they, they uh, took Torrey Pines down to the wire. Torrey Pines needed a trick play to, to end up beating Mission Hills, so you know they're going to be in it. And then LCC's offense hasn't been as great without Carson Lippert, their running back. Uh, it's going to be a tough battle for Lacoste Canyon. I might pick, I think I'm going to go with Mission Hills though on this one. Number 3 Helix, 4 and 3 and we know they played a very difficult schedule. They're going to be taking on the Grossmont uh, Foothillers tomorrow night. Uh 2 and 5 uh 7 p.m. kickoff and Helix um Boy, it's going to take something, I think, for teams in the East County to beat Helix. Yeah, it's going to be tough for anybody to beat Helix, especially Grossmont, and they're they're in a down year. And Grossmont in this rivalry hasn't beaten Helix since 1991, when their head football coach Tom Carlo was the starting quarterback for the Grossmont. Ah, very good note on that one. Number two, Cathedral Catholic. They're going to have homecoming tomorrow night, starting at seven o'clock at Manchester Stadium. Cathedral. They've won six in a row after that opening uh, loss uh, up at Lacosta Canyon. They're going to take on the eleventh. Ranked uh, Christian squad, they come in at seven and zero. And boy, you look at this game, uh, Christian looking for respect. If they could knock off Cathedral Catholic, they would gain that respect. Oh, they would gain that uh, respect immensely. But to me, this is going to be a game where Christian's going to punch Cathedral in the mouth early. I think they're going to hang early, but the numbers game uh, is going to wear down Christian in this one. They're a scrappy bunch, and they're going to give Cathedral all they got, though. Okay, uh, and we already talked about the Torrey Pines uh, ball game again. Uh, I'm going to be at that game tomorrow night if you get a chance. 
chance uh, right around 5 o'clock, turn on uh, KUSI. I'll be on there in the opening segment or two with uh, Paul Rudy. Also, John Carroll going to be a part of that. Braden, great job tonight. No, thanks, Coach. It's same to you. And uh, again, uh, a couple of uh, notes. We're going to be doing our, our post-Facebook uh, show here in just about three minutes. So uh, if you go on to 97.3 The Fan, our Facebook page, uh, and you got questions, we'd love to hear from you. And again, our big announcement tonight, a week from tomorrow night, we're going to start carrying high school football here on 97.3 The Fan. We'll have the uh, final two uh, regular Friday nights of the regular season, and then we'll have uh, ball games during the CIF playoffs through the championships. Thanks again to John Maffey from the Union Tribune, Jason Texler from uh, San Marcos High School, and thank all you fans out there. We couldn't do it without you. Thanks so much, and again, check us out on our Facebook page momentarily, 97.3 The Fan. For Braden Soprenit, Coach John Katerra, have a great evening, everyone.